Welcome to another episode of Everyday on Ninja Streets. So, I want to talk about uh, human trafficking today. Um, there's this thing about living in a bubble that impresses me. Like, because you read about this thing, and you hear examples of what is happening. You feel insulated somehow because it hasn't affected you directly, so you don't like really to get like so well like that. You just feel as if this thing is happening. Okay, quite alright. There are photos and there are people's experiences to like draw from, but you've not had like a personal encounter with it. So because of that, it limits your kind of judgment about it but that's what i see so um human trafficking like we all know it's something that as nigerians we like have to deal with and the thing reached its edge sometimes a year or two years ago when there was an eye open on how they treat um, those that trafficked themselves to places like libya or across europe or across Europe so yeah so I never knew I woke up that day feeling hype I never knew that at the end of the day I would have to like share an experience as to human trafficking so this particular day I was traveling outside of the bus to the north and from Lagos you the surest place to get a bus are living now and evening joining is at Oingo. So I made my way to Oingo and I found a bus. But the thing is, when you get to bus, you see that. And the thing is, I left out around I said mid afternoon, around that four. So when I got it, it was around six. So, but the bus wasn't full yet, so we still had to wait for the bus to before before we can get a hold on the journey so when i got there i think i was like the fourth or fifth passenger i'm not even sure i noticed i met two girls in the bus then there's these two malams also so i think i was like the fifth person in the bus so this in my story the issue was with the two girls the girls were there and they had a chaperone like a guy that was like seen to them before the bus moved so the guy was with them the way she's staying and stuff 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 like that so the way i saw the girls i was like why are these two they are girls though, because i can't call them ladies because they are the way they were behaving they are doing dressing i feel like these ones are still girls and ladies so when they were in the bus and they are chaperone, which was a guy who was also there with them. So it was like the only day, I think this was their first time traveling or something like that. So they didn't actually know how things worked around the area or when it comes to traveling to the north. So the guy was saying to them and they were having a good time they learned that they were having a good time because they were existing they were laughing and all this and I, was, 
I just sat down at my seat. I was just sitting down beside the bus, waiting for the bus to get so we can get started on the journey. So at the end of the day, I think we left the park around 11-ish. So we were on the journey. Everybody was sleeping. So I think the dog now started filtering too, because I was sitting at the front seat with the driver and somebody else. So the dog now started filtering to the front that these girls were being trafficked to Lugia. And I'm like, uh the, when I, I was like, uh are you guys doing for real here? So I didn't comment on it. It was not until the morning when we got to a particular checkpoint and the NDLE waved us down and they started checking everybody because I didn't even look at my side ones because I don't look I don't have the profiling of people that they are looking for. So they didn't even look at my side. So they went to the back, they spoke with the guys then. So they were like two guys also with the girls there too now. Like was it two or three guys? And they just like just two girls were shot there. Yeah. So when they now got to the girls, they asked them to bring out their bag and they started searching their bag as if they felt they had like a contraband there. And they knew that they had profiled them that what would two girls be doing joining on their own dress like this? I don't have anything against their dressing, but the thing is, the way you dress sometimes adds to your profiling and you know nigerian case when you dress the way you're not supposed to dress especially for security agencies they just profile you anyhow and so they asked these girls to bring out their bag and they started searching through it as if they felt they could find something that could put them in trouble there and so when they didn't say so they're now asking the girls where were they going to they said they were heading to those girls were originally because the bus was moving from abuja the first destination was Abuja, then from Abuja to Kaduna, and then to Tarela, then to Kano. So they were like, okay, where are you guys going to? They said they are heading to Kano. They wanted to go and see their sister in Kano. It was not until, and the girls, I don't think they had leave at that moment. Not until when the president said, okay, from Kano, they are heading down to Libya. And I'm like, hey, so it is true that these girls are really heading to Libya. I don't even know what is happening in Libya. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, don't these girls know what's happening in Libya? Or they are so insulated in their bubble that they have never heard of human trafficking before, and they feel heading to Libya is just like going to London or something. I didn't even know what to think as a dastard. Okay, so when the NDA didn't have anything interesting to charge them with, they allowed us to continue on our journey. So it was then that people now knew for certain that the girls were really heading to Libya from way of Kano, that is when they get to Kano. Um, so it was then that we now that we now knew that the girls were really heading to Libya and that the guy that was there, the guy that was with them while we were at the park was like the guy that arranged them for the trip. And I'm like <sighs> I was burning inside of me because I didn't know what to think of the case and stuff like that so and like don't these girls know what is happening in libya there are still some people that are still being repatriated back from libya to nigeria till now like they still release people the nigerian embassy is still talking with the libyan 
like you release these people to them and i'm like don't these girls know what is happening or because they live in the urban poor area of lagos now does that mean they should be ignorant so we continued on the journey uh we got to a stage there's this guy that was with them at the back there he was like quizzing them on some stuff and all that like that this girl seen her anything tangible to see they were like okay their sister is also in media she's doing good and stuff like that like they are seeing her pictures and i'm like you are seeing their pictures hey well so we continued on the journey we got to abuja around afternoon yeah we got to abuja afternoon so the driver was supposed to take us to our various destination but when we got to abuja he's like no we can't do that because he has some stuff to do so he said he would get us to a park get a car for us and from there we can continue on our journey we get a car for us so we can continue on our journey so when we got to the park then there's this man that i said he was asking them this question he also said he suggested that they should get to the man the driver's park where he usually loads his bus and he now said since the driver is going there that he has some people that wants to come and pick up their stuff that he's already calling them that they will meet us at the park there the driver said okay no problem that is even saving him the stress of having to be dropping people and wasting time that we can always get it done at that park so when we got to the park at Ube. we just while we were moving into the park i saw a guy dressed in shirt in white shirt and white chinos and i'm like who wears white shirt and white chinos inside eating abuja so i just chalked it up to it's none of my own business so when we entered the park i just saw those guys moving to the park and at the end of the day i noticed that it was that man that was asking i'd call the NDLE agents in Abuja to come and s- to the NAPTIP agents rather in Abuja to come and take over these girls because he didn't know. We later found that the man was just like an informant for NAPTIP. So, because he's an informant for NAPTIP, so they he introduced them to the girls, they asked, they talked to the girls and stuff like that. And you know what was more funny was that these girls that they were being trafficked, they didn't give them enough money to make them absent like the guy that took them to the bus just paid for their ticket and gave them like i think 500 or 1000 to eat and stuff like that like like you want to sell this baby you can't even give them money to like live well like who does that like i don't know as a country or as humans there are some things that still beat my imagination sometimes so they didn't have money and when we got to the park the babies were already trying to like buy drink that they would take because i think they were feeling hungry so they wanted to get drink and it was like the last cash on them trying and they used to go and get the drink one of them now had to like when the naptic guys now came and they wanted to talk to the people they wanted to go and meet in Kano, they were like okay call this person they don't have the charge card so the person that went to go and buy drink had to return one of the drinks he bought and go and use the money to buy a charge card i'm like hey you want to go and sell this baby? so you didn't even give them money so if they get stranded now it's as if you, are, you just left them high and dry. 
and I'm looking at the age of these girls. Which I don't. I think they just finished secondary school or stuff like that. Or probably they didn't even finish secondary school because the way they are dressed doesn't even look as if they even passed through school at the end of the day when you look at it. So, God, I didn't even know what to think. And I'm like, I wanted to be empathic. But at the end of the day, I also had a schedule to meet because I was already running late getting to my destination, which was Kaduna. But we had to like settle the case. And the babes, the thing is, the driver wanted to, the babes were going to Kano. Another guy was going to Kano, I was heading to Kaduna. So the driver wanted to get like a car for us straight out that we'll just take down to Ka- down to Kano. So to just drop me in Kaduna and they'll continue to Kano. So at the end of the day, the native guys were hounding the driver that they had to take these girls with them because they were not sure why they were heading to Kano. And now they've even confessed to one of their to their informants that they were that they are originally going to leave there that Kano is just like a stopover for them it's from Kano that they will get them on the routes that will take them to Libya. So the NDLE guys wanted to like they said probably the driver even knows about them and stuff like that. So it was the admission at the park we are now like okay this is what you guys will do. Report at the park police station and from the park police station since you have reported there and the driver is also part of our pack, it has a documentation there before you can before you can release these girls to you because we can't just release it to them like that. So it was when so I didn't know what later happened, but ah, looking at it now I'm like this life there are some things that still beats my imagination like upon all the atrocities happening in Libya, somebody is still looking for ways to traffic young girls there and these girls who are none the wiser don't even know what is happening yeah i don't know the kind of promises he has sold them on and they still want to and they feel like they need to aid on the journey and why because their country doesn't give them any hope and they feel like they can always get that hope from when they change location to another country that is what I see from this whole event. So I've never had issues with human trafficking before, but that experience I had like made me think that uh, is this country that bad to the extent that being an urban poor you feel as if you don't even have a chance of making it and you just want to throw caution to the wind and sell yourself short in the search for greener pastures. So what other experience have you had with human trafficking? Have you had a personal experience, like a friend experience and stuff like that? Let us know via the comment section. Don't forget to like, share with your friends. This is Kola Kunde. Stay tuned.